Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Stones. Stones. That's what I'm talking about. We needed some stones yesterday. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the president. We needed the cojones for him to walk out and make a symbolic walk from the White House across the street back to the church that was attempted to be burned down by these rioters and Antifa types. And we needed our streets that belong to the citizenry of the United States and peaceful protesters out there to be taken back. And in a symbolic movement, the president did it yesterday. I'm going to get to that. I've got a lot more. There's a lot going on, folks. A lot of misinformation out there we're going to correct today. And also, I'm hoping to get this too. There's been a just another incredible update on this Flynn case, which can't seem to get any worse, yet always does. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hopefully a little bit of a better yeah, day. Yeah, brother, I'm, I'm doing a whole lot better. I was going to say, how are you doing today? You feeling better? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've still got that. I'm going through a real health crisis right now. Uh, I'm hoping it's not. Right. I don't say crisis. I'm going to exaggerate, but I'm hoping <laughs> it's nothing big. I'll have an update. My life's an open book. So, there you, go. you know, I'm probably violating my own HIPAA laws by telling you my, <laughs> my own medical history. I'll let you know. But it's been all a right. lot of stress the last few weeks. A lot of you as well. All right. All let's right, get man. right to it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at iTarget. Even though the country's opening up again, some of us are a little leery about being in confined spaces with the public. Understandable. If you need a great gift idea for Father's Day, I got my father this three years ago. At safe and COVID-free, please consider iTarget Pro. This is one of the coolest ways to dry fire train with your firearm at home using the proprietary app and their laser round. It's convenient, safe, will save you a ton of me. Let me just read. You know, I want to tell you what I took because I got my father this like three, four years ago, and he loves it. He has a nine millimeter handgun. He wasn't big on going to the range because it was really far. He'd get there when he could. So he would dry fire where you safely unload your weapon, you check, check twice, and you you depress the trigger, of course, always in a safe direction. On an unloaded weapon, you practice your trigger control, your sight alignment, your grip on your firearm, your stance. Dry fire. Everybody does it. What's the problem with dry firing? You have no idea where the round would have landed on the target because it's dry iTarget Pro solved that problem. They will give you this laser round and a target that comes with it. The round you put in the firearm you have now, it emits a laser onto the target. You can now see on a phone app where those rounds would have went. It is absolutely incredible. Best system out there for training with your firearm. Safety and proficiency matters. It develops muscle memory, helps with target reaction speed, sight alignment, all that stuff you need to be a better uh, more proficient user of your firearm. For Father's Day, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code DAN. Don't let circumstances dictate whether you're going to train or not. Take back control with iTargetPro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com. Use offer code DAN for 10% off. All right, let's go. Ding, ding. So uh, yesterday, I I believed I yesterday's show was uh, was a kind of a somber show. 
uh, for obvious reasons. I was kind of beat up. It was a weekend of a lot of stress for a lot of people involved. Something happened to me over the weekend. I choose not to put out on the show. I usually put everything out there. Uh, I'm not putting this one out there for a reason. Maybe I can explain later another time, but not now. But it was a long weekend. But where I think we're starting to, I think a, a and we reached an inflection point yesterday. I think st- things are starting to change, and I think they will turn around. I believe the American public, based on the emails I'm getting, even from liberals, are tired of the chaos in the streets, which is largely being incentivized by weak liberal governors and mayors who absolutely refuse to confront the rioters and Antifa people in their midst. Let me be crystal clear right now. There are three groups of people right now involved in what's going on. There are legitimate protesters out there to exercise what we can all agree are their First Amendment and constitutional big R God-given rights. Fine. Secondly, there are, there are street criminals taking advantage of those protests to secrete themselves inside the crowd, use the, the numbers of the crowd to hide themselves, and use the numbers of the crowd to tie up police sources while they go and destroy windows, break, uh, break things, burn down buildings, and steal things. Finally, there's the most dangerous portion of this. There's the Antifa terrorists, an organized group of terrorists in the United States committed to an insurrection and a coup right now. This has created a toxic mix. These protests have now been officially hijacked. That is sad. I feel for the protesters who wanted their voices to be heard that are now being drowned out by violence, thievery, and really terrorism and an insurrection attempted coup against the United States. I am deeply sorry. I'm not kidding that that has happened to you. President Trump has clearly had enough. He gave an excellent speech in the Rose Garden yesterday. And in a maneuver that I have to tell you, took me caught, really caught me off guard, especially having been a former Secret Service agent myself on both George W. Bush and Barack Obama's detail. He did this. So those of you watching on the YouTube at home, youtube.com slash Bongino can see it. For those of you listening on the audio, uh, President Trump gave a speech to the Rose Garden and said, well, I'm going to leave right now and I'm going to go pay respects to a uh, you know really solemn place. And he walked off and I thought to myself, well, where is he going? He walked off from the presser and in, I've never seen this in my 12 years in the Secret Service and my five years at the White House with two presidents. He walked out of the north grounds of the White House, you know, where Pennsylvania Avenue is. He walked out of the, the fence, the vehicle fence, and walked across Lafayette Park to the church they tried to burn down I mean, I, 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 I've, where literally, I mean, no less than 10 minutes before, there were a group of protesters, again, some criminals in there, and some Antifa terrorists who were standing there just 10 minutes before in what I believe was a symbolic gesture of we're in charge. Yes. These are our streets. You are hereby evicted. Now get the f- out. Yes. You can fill in the rest. I'm not talking to legitimate protesters there. I want to be clear. I believe in the Constitution of the United States, unlike liberals, police state liberals. You absolutely have the right to petition, assemble, and protest your government. God bless you for doing it. You don't have to agree with their cause. You don't have to agree with anyone's cause. In this case, I do. I believe what happened to Mr. Floyd was an abusive use of force. I don't always. But I respect it. And I honor it. But I have nothing but disdain and disgust and revulsion. You make me want to vomit. You rioters and protesters that have, have, have pretending to be protesters and you Antifa terrorists who have taken advantage of the protests. You are hereby evicted. These are our streets. 
us, the citizens of the United States, us, a collective body of law-abiding citizens who have pledged allegiance to our Constitution, the rule of law, and the big R God-given right to assemble, not the big R God-given right to burn down a church. You were hereby evicted. Get the out. And that's what the president was saying. These are no longer protests. They've been hijacked, sadly. Symbolism matters, ladies and gentlemen. The history of leadership is really the history of symbolic moves, is it not? Symbolic moves where people do, I mean, people do things and put themselves at great risk and they become symbols of a greater cause. I don't mean symbolic in a superficial, like there's a, this was only done superficially to get media attention kind of way. I mean, people do things that become and make them larger than life. That's what leadership is. Stories of George Washington fighting in the early days. Fighting, and, 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 and uh, I, I was reading a story the other day. I was watching a story, excuse me, on History Channel about Ulysses Grant. You know, riding off on his horse outside of an attack zone while fighting in one of our early skirmishes, taking gunfire on. An action that became symbolic of a larger cause. Symbolism matters. The president decided to walk out there yesterday. And ironically, the media, the same media that criticized him for it, we don't care anymore. I'm done with you. We disregard the media commentary. They are nothing more than agitprop, Pravda-like Soviet Union propagandists right now trying to incentivize more. These media people don't give a damn about the right to assemble and protest. They don't care. When the protesters in Michigan, who were loud, but there were no crimes committed there, not at least on a mass scale like we've seen now. When those protesters showed up, exercised their God-given right with the Second Amendment to be armed, didn't shoot anyone. Granted, it could have, we probably could have handled it a little differently, but I'm not calling them out at all. They showed up and had their voices heard. The media went wild. Oh my gosh, a bunch of white people with guns in Michigan protesting. This is crazy. Shut it down. Now we have people actually burning buildings down in liberal neighborhoods. And the media can't do enough to protect it. Disregard these lunatics now. They are unserious juvenile imbeciles. They incentivized the president walking across the street. What do you mean, Dan? Instead of writing an honest story about the Secret Service evacuating the president to the bunker, which, again, I'm, I'm not confirming or denying it even happened. I'm simply suggesting the media covered up. Remember this story? On Saturday, we covered it yesterday. Saturday, president, cowardly president, walks, has to be evacuated to the bunker. You have no idea. You media morons and imbeciles. You don't have the slightest idea how many times presidents are evacuated and moved without their permission, by the way, by the Secret Service to other locations. You're going to question me on it? You sure about that? Oh, you know better? Wait, wait, you're a 19-year-old with a degree in journalism who's never had a serious job in his life, who's still living in his mommy's basement roasting s'mores for dinner and Hot Pockets, while I spent 12 years in the Secret Service, five years in the White House, traveled to some of the world's most dangerous hot zones as the lead advance, and you're going to tell me we don't evacuate presidents to other locations often, sometimes without their permission? You're going to tell me that. But when President Trump, when it happens to him, it's a story about his cowardice, cowardice, air quotes, mm. not about the Secret Service taking a defensive action. You did this. 
So President Trump decided to turn around and flip you off with the double barrel middle finger and said, you want to see balls of steel? You're going to see them right now. Paula prefers I use the term cojones. I prefer balls of steel right now. I know it's dangerous out there and I'm going to walk out there myself. Some of you have asked me on email to comment on what the Secret Service was thinking. You want a detailed scientific analysis of what my friends in the Secret Service were thinking when that happened? Let me give it to you. They were probably like, holy, there you go. (laughs) What are we doing? Very sad. Uh, No, I'm not kidding. People were, damn, what do you think was going through their heads? I was there when, not yesterday, but in the Secret Service when things like this happened. And I'm telling you what they were thinking. Can't they stop them? I was on Glenn Beck's radio program this morning and he asked me that same question. Technically, they can. You want to know the real world? When the president says he's doing something, he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the president made that call. So you have the story backwards. Oh, the president evacuated to the bunker. He didn't evacuate to the bunker. The Secret Service took him to the bunker. On this call yesterday, he probably said to the Secret Service, we're going across the street. They probably said, That's really not a good idea. To which he said, you can follow me, but I'm walking out there. Even my wife, who was with me through all the Secret Service thick and thin before I was a radio commentator, was, I missed it. My my, uh, brother came down for another reason. I'll have to disclose to you later. But I was talking to him. My wife goes, Dan, the president's walking outside the gates of the White House across to the church. Right, Paula? I'm like, what? I'm walking, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's a scientific answer what the Secret Service was thinking. Holy. But he did it. And he did it because you made him do it. Because you wanted to challenge the president's standing as the leader of the free world in this incident. And you did this, media. If Barack Obama was evacuated to the bunker, you'd be, selling, you'd be celebrating him for his smarts. Barack Obama in an effort to defuse the situation, decided to exit a volatile situation in in conjunction with the Secret Service. That's the story that would be written. You'd be celebrating his bravery for not unnecessarily provoking a situation. But because you're disgusting media hacks, you want to see more violence and you want to challenge the president. You want to challenge him unnecessarily, the seat of our government. So you write stories about what a coward he is and you incentivize the president to then show you who's really in charge. Which he did. Why are you looking at me over there? Something wrong? You're like, when are you going to get to the Wall Street Journal story? I can tell. Ladies and gentlemen, showing you again. You know what? Before I get to that, let me just get to my second sponsor. Tuesday, I got a loaded show. There's a lot going on today. But ladies and gentlemen, this is an insurrection. This is a coup. This is not a protest anymore. I can't emphasize this to you in strong enough terms. Even people working for the NYPD are starting to acknowledge that, in fact, it's the blue signal of doom there. People with the NYPD are starting to acknowledge that this is real. This is an insurrection. This is an organized attack. This is what's really going on right now. This is not some bunch of, you know, uh, random criminals who just showed up at the White House on a Saturday night or other places in New York City. Antifa is an organized terrorist group. All right, I want to get to this article in the Wall Street Journal. I'm going to provide, again, we always bring the evidence here in a second. My show today is also sponsored by friends at My Patriot Supply. Listen, every day we're not just witnessing the spread of the coronavirus, we're seeing the spread of fear. Unfortunately, it's driving markets down and the demand for basic necessities through the roof. You're now seeing some supermarkets closed up and boarded up. Folks, ensure your food supply today. Go to My Patriot Supply. Folks, it matters. 
You insure everything in your life that matters, your health, your teeth, your car, your home. How can you not insure your food supply in a situation like this? We have self-quarantine. We have people with health conditions afraid to go out. Go to preparewithdan.com and reserve your two or four week emergency food kit today. It lasts 25 years in storage. It has breakfast, lunches, and dinners. The food is good. I've tried it. My Patriot Supply has been a trusted partner of my show for years. They're working round the clock to keep up with incredible demand in your orders. The current wait is eight to 12 weeks because demand has been 80 times normal. It's unprecedented. Get on that, uh, get there today. Get your order in today. We have no idea how long this crisis will last. It's important to be self-reliant. Ensure your food supply. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com. Go today. Okay. So as I said to you yesterday, the media narrative now, now that Trump has declared Antifa is a terrorist group, which they are, as I've told you repeatedly, whatever Trump says, the media will come out on the other side of it. If Trump declared tomorrow that, you know, we love oxygen, oxygen is great, the media would put plastic bags over there. We're into protesting in a, in, in a, we're protesting in defense of carbon dioxide. We hate oxygen. They'd have signs up. Oxygen, no good. Oxygen is racist. They would have the signs up because that's, that's the media. These are infantile juvenile losers. They have no credibility. At all. I, I'm, I'm so unbelievably fired up at the situation they've created for us that I can't believe people take these idiots seriously anymore. So, their new narrative, now that uh, President Trump has classified Antifa as the terror group they are, that's exactly what they are. The media, of course, has to jump to the defense of the same, largely white, by the way, Antifa members who are going into minority neighborhoods and liberal neighborhoods, burning them down, ripping their businesses to shreds, attacking people, attacking women and others. And by the way, if you're a black American and you happen to be liberal, I'm a serious question. How do you feel right now that a bunch of suburban white kids who found a meaning in a terror group are waltzing into your neighborhood in black hoodies, covering their face and burning your businesses down? How, 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 how does that make you feel? Oh, Dan, that's not happening. Have you missed the world in the last week? Where are you? Like Robinson Crusoe? Are you like Tom Hanks and Castaway? Did you not? Catch any of the cities that are burning. By the way, they're liberal cities. New York, LA, Chicago, Minnesota. Do you notice that? They happen to be liberal cities. How do you feel? A bunch of suburban white kids who pledge allegiance to a terror group are dressing themselves up in black fake ninja outfits, walking into your neighborhoods and burning them down. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel that the media allies, oh, we love the New York Times. They're so great. The New York Times, yeah, oh, the side of truth, truth and justice. How does that make you feel that the New York Times and other people and media outlets, some out there are choosing to defend Antifa? Oh, no, we had that, uh, you know, uh, we have people on Twitter, oh, Antifa, that's they're, they're not really a terror group. Are you, you, sure, you sure about that? Wall Street Journal today. This is the NYPD, by the way. Interesting article about what's going on. Confirming what I told you yesterday from my White House source, that the people who attacked the White House and the insurrection on Saturday and Sunday night were an organized Antifa group using strategic tactics to take the White House down. Wall Street Journal. Don't call in the troops. The feds have better tools to pursue Antifa, but state and local officials need to restore public order. I want to go down to an important part of this piece about Antifa. Remember the real narrative. This is a terror group using strategic tactics to engage in a coup and an insurrection to take down the United States. That's reality. 
The new media story, again, because they will fight oxygen if Trump says oxygen is a good thing, is no, no, Antifa is just a loose-knit group of It's not really a group. Trump's an idiot. Okay, let's just hear it from the NYPD themselves. The NYPD, we're not talking about uh, the police department down in my town where they actually you know, don't get into politics. This is the NYPD. John Miller, New York City's deputy police commissioner for intel and counterterrorism, he's a former reporter, by the way, said Sunday that the NYPD had similar evidence that the mayhem is organ, organ, wait, wait, Joe, 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 Huh? you've been uh, graciously silent and I, I huh. appreciate you understanding the solemnity of what's going on over the last sure. few days, but a serious question. Mm -hmm. Am I reading this right? Paula, throw I that up again. So John Miller from the NYPD, a guy who's been in this job, by the way, for I believe close to 10 years now, he runs their intel and counterterror said that the mayhem is organized yep. and planned down to specific. Are you reading what yep. I'm reading, Both Joe, words. on the YouTube? Yep. You can say, so, okay. Uh -huh. Just wanted to make sure. I don't want the audience to think Joe Joe is Joe knows when he, he does or is any, any good producer. But I want to make sure the audience knows Joe's there. Yeah. So organized and planned. Fascinating. It goes on. It's interesting because the media is telling us, no, 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 that's not true, that this Antifa is just a loose-knit group of idiots. He goes on, John Miller counter-terror expert for the NYPD. We believe that a significant amount of people who came here from out of the area, who have come here as well as, uh, as the advanced prep, they have advanced team members now too? They have advanced scouts? Huh. They use encrypted information. They have resupply routes for things such as gasoline and accelerants, as well as rocks and bottles. They can raise bail and they have the placing of medics, Mr. John Miller from the NYPD said. But yeah, dear media idiots, keep reporting on the fact that Antifa is just a bunch of morons who have no idea what they're doing and it's a loose-knit group. Keep reporting on that. It'll gain you a whole lot of credibility in the blue cities that are now under siege as blue city business owners watch their entire life savings go up in smoke. Keep reporting on it. You wonder why, what is it, 9% of uh, Republicans or less trust you? And overall, something like only like 20 or 30% believe the media tells the truth? You're gross. You're horrible, disturbed, disgusting people who are contributing to the downfall of the United States. And whereas I can't say this enough, I will always protect your right to free speech and for media reporting. You have the right to be stupid. And unfortunately, you have taken advantage of that at every opportunity. Now, I want to be clear about a couple of things. And I want to just give a solution here too. Complaining about things is easy. Solving them is the hard part. Before I get to that though, although Antifa is a terror group, I want to be crystal clear on that. Like the terrorists, thugs, and criminals I've run into in my 15-plus years in law enforcement at the federal and local level with the NYPD and others. I'm not kidding. I don't say this in any sense of faux bravado. I'm not trying to do that. I'm telling you the truth. My experience with criminals is most of them are soft. Be like, no way, Dan. These criminals, these are tough guys. We saw the movies. We watched Training Day with Denzel. They're not. Ladies and gentlemen, these gangbangers and a lot of these terror group people, when you get them in a room alone, they are the biggest wuss bags you have ever seen. The reason they're, think about it. Think about this for a second. It makes perfect sense. They say, oh, the gang, these guys are tough, Latin kings, the crips, the bloods. Whether the natives or whatever they were, these, all these, you know, the Antifa, these guys are tough. Are they? If they were so tough, why would they need to join a gang? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a secret. I talk about it all the time. 
I've been involved in the fight scene for over 20 years. I started as a boxer, wound up in mixed martial arts. I love it. It's my passion. I still grapple and do Brazilian jiu-jitsu to this day, despite my massive arthritis. I'm telling you, I've been around the toughest guys in the business. Joe, Pete, Luke, for those who know me, these were guys who actually fought in the UFC. Matt Serra, who trained me, the great Matt Serra, who became the welterweight champion, beat George St. Pierre in the biggest upset. I trained with these guys. These are the toughest guys on the planet. They're also the most peaceful, docile guys I know. You said, I can't beat Mm -hmm. them. They're fighters. They like Mm -hmm. fighting. They don't like fighting. They enjoy the sport of it. They enjoy the mental game, the grappling. And I'm not going to say they don't. It's not the fight. It's the competition. To say they like fighting, you would you'd be like, well, Matt Serra, the UFC champ, surely if he likes fighting, he goes into bars and starts fights. No, he doesn't do any of that. He's not like that at all. The wussies, I'll use a more friendly word, the wuss bags are the ones who can't fight, have no interest in learning. So they join gangs to compensate for their general lack of manhood and low testosterone levels. When you get them in a room alone, they are colossal, let's say, wussies to keep it family-friendly. Paula recommends the word chumps in this scenario. I'm thinking of another word, but it would probably grossly offend all of you, and we are on terrestrial radio in many stations, uh, Joe knows. So I will pass on that. Thank you. I'm telling you, they will cry for mama at the first opportunity. That doesn't mean they're not terrorists or gang members. I'm telling you, they're soft. The toughest guys I know are the most peaceful. They have nothing to prove to you. Nothing. These chumps, wussbags, they join gangs because they, they, they have everything to prove. They have, they, 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 have, they have to compensate. They have to overcompensate for their lack of manhood. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. You see the video of John Jones, the UFC fighter, confronting two of these Antifa kids? Yeah. Did you see that? I should have put that yeah. one on the show today. These kids are ready to almost ready to cry. He goes, give me the spray can. Give me the spray can for these kids. John Jones, one of the toughest men on earth. These kids are like, okay, Mr. Jones. Okay. Okay. Huh? Sure. In case you don't believe me, I'm sorry. It's a long setup, but I can't, I, I, I just don't want you to live in fear. These people collect, act collectively in packs because they are wispegs. Here's a video yesterday. I have a story up in the show notes about it. Uh, this is a video what we're watching right now is it looks like a suburban mom and dad with their young little teenage son in the middle. They have masks on. Son looks like he's about 12 or so. And they're walking into a police precinct and they're being asked by a local reporter. The kid looks like uh, he just got done with a Hot Pocket, uh, maybe a microwave TV dinner. He looks like he just got done with uh, a binge, uh, binge watching series of Pokemon or something. Um, he's walking and he doesn't even, he walks by the way. Yeah. Thank you, Paul, for playing this again. Uh, please go to my youtube.com to check youtube.com slash Bongino. He's got his, Joe, you notice the walk. He's got the duck walk. It uh, looks like he has some sliders yeah. on. Doesn't even have like boots. Needs a haircut pretty bad. Kid looks like he's about a buck 20, uh, maybe with a hundred pounds of sand strap to his back and hasn't done a push up in his life. Now, who is this kid? Yeah. He's alleged everybody's in, entitled, of course, to the presumption of innocence in our system. But this kid, I'm not going to use his name because honestly, he looks like he's about eight. Um, he's alleged to be an Antifa member who organized, alleged to be an organizer of uh, what happened in Pittsburgh and the destruction of property for Antifa. 
Mommy and Daddy had to walk him in the court. Mama, 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 please. Mommy, Daddy, can you lead the way? You see what I just said? Mm-hmm. These are the street warrior stallions we're supposed to all walk in fear from. Antifa's a bunch of chumps, a bunch of basement-dwelling hot pocket eaters, eating Lucky Charms on a Saturday night for dinner while they talk to their friends and text, LOL, emoji guy. Let's be terrorists, Antifa. This sounds really cool because their testicles haven't dropped yet. They have testosterone counts in the 50s and they find their manhood in collective action because their lives have no meanings. None of them. Uh-huh. Dad, can you walk me in the court to the police station? Well, you were a tough guy when you were burning down the police car, weren't you? Not so tough anymore. I have a story up at the Daily Caller about it today. Post it. Post that story. Presumed innocent like everyone else. Unlike everyone else out there, I believe in our legal system. He shall see justice if, if it's fit. But if he's convicted, I want you to look back at that video and say, this, this was Antifa, this was their guy? Mama, Mama, can you walk me into court, Mama? And Mama would have whooped my ass. Walk me in the court. My mother would have turned me in. My mother used to crack us with wiffle ball bats when we were kids. I'm sorry, sorry, mom, but you know what happened. <laughs> yeah. She didn't take any crap. You can't talk about corporal punishment. And listen, it happened in the day. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, we grew up okay. I sprayed my friend with a hose one time unnecessarily. My mother came out with that wiffle ball bat, cracked me in the caboose so hard. Had a purple well for days. She'd walk me to the police station herself. Not like that. She would, I mean, she'd handcuff me and walk me to the police station and turn me in. She would like a kneecap me and say, get down here right now. She'd be frisking me, turning me over to the cops. It's unbelievable. I cannot believe this. I'm just telling you, do not live in fear. This is our country. And as the president did, walking out of the White House yesterday, telling these rioters, and telling Antifa members who hijacked a legitimate protest. These are our damn streets. It's our turn. You are hereby evicted. We're in charge. Law and order will now rule the day. Get the out now. And it's time for the protesters to turn on these people too. I want to talk about quickly what we can do here, but I want to get to my my next sponsor because they're a great sponsor. They've been with the show for a long time and they're doing a great thing with Folds of Honor. Here are friends that do can. I got this great box. I had to open it already because I cracked it for the soap. There's one left in here. This is their beer soap. This is their, uh, of course, they they call them their big-ass bricks of soap. But ladies and gentlemen, Duke Cannon's a great sponsor. And honor the dads in our lives, Duke Cannon's offering the Patriot Collection filled with three commemorative great American beer soaps made with actual Budweiser beer. You are not going to find a more American gift for your father on Father's Day. But it's more than beer soap made in the USA that gives credence to its name. For every Patriot Collection purchased on DukeCannon.com. DukeCannon.com. They will donate $5 to Folds of Honor. You see it right there, a charity I love. A nonprofit that provides educational scholarships to spouses and children of America's fallen and disability military service members. You're not going to beat that. Take care of your dad. 
take care of service members and military families. We hope you enjoy opening up our American-made products at Duke Cannon. I love them. I use them for date night. Hopefully Saturday night will be date night again. Couldn't this weekend. feeling a little ill. I like their solid cologne. I like the smell of their soaps. You want to smell like manhood? You want to smell like victory? Duke Cannon. The Duke. Get the Duke now today. What are you waiting for? You want to smell like manhood or you want to smell like the Antifa kid? Your choice. He probably smells like potpourri. You can smell like manhood today. How do you do it? You go to Duke Cannon and stop waiting. Great American beer soap. They have 10-ounce soap. They have three, it's just three, sizes, uh, three times the size of a common the, uh, the unmanly soap. It's designed to emulate folds of honor and limited edition Budweiser cans. Their great American beard balm, which they have, is $15. Packaged in a portable tin for all day beard maintenance. They have great American beard oils, $15. A father's favorite pack. Buy any three, get one free, or create your own Father's Day bundle with any assortment of the following three and get a fourth product free. Get their big-ass bricks of soap. Smell like a man. Their bloody knuckles hand repair balm. You don't want to smell like lotion for Antifa kids. Solid colognes, proper colognes as a reminder. Duke Cannon partners with active duty military to develop new ideas and review products. Anything that doesn't meet the high standards of soldiers doesn't happen. So when you're using Duke Cannon's Great American Beer Soap to clean up after a long day or their beard, or their beard oil, put your best face forward. You may start humming the national anthem. Go to DukeCannon.com. Use promo code Bongino for 10% off your order. Free shipping with orders over $20. A range of Duke, a range of Duke Cannon uh, men's premium products are also available at your local Target. DukeCannon.com. Promo code Bongino. Thanks to the Duke. As you can tell, it's always one of my favorite spots. Always goes a little long, that spot, because Duke Cannon's has become a part of my life in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> you believe I haven't even made it out of the first block yet. I'm sorry, but yeah. this is important. Here's just a quick thing the president could do going forward. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said yesterday, we need to decapitate legally Antifa. They need to be charged as a terror group. We need to start perp walking people. Put them out on television tomorrow. You're part of Antifa, you're going down. We need our national JTTFs, and I'm hearing this is happening. Our Joint Terrorist Task Force, the FBI, federal agencies, local police departments, and state police departments are all on the Joint Terrorist Task Force. They have representatives. We need them to go after and legally decapitate Antifa. And I highly recommend, and I'm here. This is gonna. I'm hearing this may happen that they use the RICO statutes. What is a RICO statute? RICO is what's used to prosecute the mob. It's not Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. It stands for Racketeer-Induced Corrupt Organization. Organizations that use rackets, operations to raise money, rackets, illegal rackets, and faux legal organizations to raise money for criminal activity. Well, what's the point of that? Why were RICO statutes used to get the mob? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the way the mob in New York City and elsewhere, the way in Chicago and elsewhere, the way the mob used to operate and get away with it is the head of a crime family. If the crime family was using rackets, loan sharking, illegal gambling, hijacking trucks and selling the stuff and then laundering the money. The way the mob boss would get away with it is he would say, hey, listen, if my underlings, my foot soldiers in the mob who are taking bets or shaking down business owners for money, if they got arrested, that's on them. I, I don't know anything about it. And they'd get away with it. So a little bit of an oversimplification, but for the sake of the show and brevity, the government said, we can't, we can't, these guys are getting away with this. They're letting their soldiers take the fall. They're not talking. And the, the mob bosses are all getting away with it. They changed the law. They instituted RICO. Now, members of the organization, 
that run the management and the leadership of it can be charged as if they basically did the crime themselves and it has enhanced penalties. That's a big deal. Now you can't say, well, well, they did it. I didn't do it. No, no, you run the organization. They're, they're running the racket for. You're going down too. Rico's dev- Listen to me as a former cop and former agent. There is nothing, nothing organized crime fears more than Rico. A Rico charge is devastating. Antifa's running a racket too. You use Rico on Antifa, he'll be finished. I promise you they'll be finished. You won't hear another word from Antifa. Not in your lifetime. All right, finally, my second story. <laughs> you know, this is a serious story, but I, it, it's serious for reasons that are they relate to larger, and I'm not law, I'm just trying to figure out how to frame this. They relate to larger narratives. Number one, you know, I always talk about media malfeasance and their gaslighting Pravda-like efforts to get you to believe things that aren't true. But secondly, liberals also, they do this virtue signaling nonsense all the time where liberals want you to believe like we're in for, you know, their, their bumper stickers, tolerance. Yeah. Meanwhile, they support Antifa beating the hell out of women yeah. and minorities and stuff. It's all nonsense. It's all a joke. So the way to combat media malfeasance, gaslighting, misfeasance, and otherwise, and liberal lies are to confront them with the truth and to hold them to their own standards. So the reason this story I'm about to put out here from the Wall Street Journal is important because it nails both of those at one time. Confront them with their own standards. Liberals, we believe in science and tolerance. You do? Well, why do you support Antifa beating the snot out of minorities and women in some of these names? Well, I, I'm, I'm curious, what kind of tolerance exactly is that again? And liberals, you believe in science, which means as conservatives then, because you're trying to paint a foil, a foil effect. You're saying we don't believe in science? So if you believe in science, well, what is the science on police brutality, as you were used? I don't even like that terminology. I prefer abuse of force because police brutality is a term that seems to insinuate there's, that police are systemically brutal and are just randomly picking people and shaking them down the street. I have absolutely no problem as a believer in big R God-given rights with oversight, strong oversight of police departments in any abuse of force incident. But suggesting that brutality by police is systemic and people are just randomly being shaken down and targeted and hunted on the street. It's just not true. And I thought as liberals, you believed in science and data. You told us that, did you not? This is a fascinating story. I can't recommend enough you check out. It's in the Wall Street Journal today. Look at this. We live in a complicated world of trade-offs, ladies and gentlemen. And the sooner you get your arms around that, the sooner you'll figure out how we can fix some of these problems. This is a story by Jason Riley, man I quote often. He said, good policing saves black lives. A report by Harvard, Harvard's Roland Fryer shows that when cops pull back, homicides increase. There are two takeaways from this. Again, takeaway number one, a large issue, media liberal narrative. We're tolerant. We believe in science. You conservatives are cavemen idiots. You're not tolerant. You don't believe in science. So what does the science and the data say on use of force? If you believe in science and data, what does it actually say? Does it say what you suggest it says, that the police are hunting black men in the street in an effort to be brutal and to randomly attack them? Is that, is that what's actually happening? Well, from the Wall Street Journal, please, let's look at this study from Harvard. You know, Joe, Harvard, that right-wing institution. Yeah. You've heard of that one, right? Oh, yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> in 2016, Mr. Fryer, researcher from Harvard, released a study of racial differences in police use of deadly force. To the surprise of the author, as well as many in the media and on the left who take racist law enforcement as a given, it's systemic, as Juan Williams said yesterday on Fox. The researcher from Harvard found no evidence of bias in police shooting. I'm just I'm just reading from the article, folks. I'm just reading from the article. His conclusions have been echoed by researchers at the University of Maryland. Joe, you're in Maryland, another right wing institution, right? Yeah. And Michigan State University. Who in a paper released last year wrote, quote, we didn't find evidence for anti-black or anti-Hispanic disparities in police use of force across all shootings. And, if anything, found anti-white disparities when controlling for race-specific crime. I'm just reading the data. I know liberals are melting down right now. I know they want to grab their mommies and daddies like that alleged Antifa kid. I know they want their hot pocket. Mommy, can you get me a value? Mommy, my blood pressure's... I get it. I understand you're losing your mind, but understand why you're losing your mind because your life is a lie. Of course, there are police instances of unspeakable abuse of force. We just saw one on video. You have hundreds of thousands of law enforcement officers in the country. Of course, you're going to have problems. But your suggestion that these problems are systemic, the system is, and not isolated incidents, are just wrong. The data does not speak to that. We believe in data. You don't. That's why you're melting down, clawing at your own face right now, and you're getting ready to call me, Joe, Paul, and anyone else a racist because you don't believe in data. And your response is emotional, not logical. You're a racist. Uh, oh, okay. What, 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 you're just making that up. That's not what the data says. You made that up. Folks, I was out in front of this incident with Mr. Floyd from day one. I'm not going to accept any of my, my shows. They're all on tape, all archived. They're all on YouTube. They're all on Apple Podcasts. You can listen yourself. Joe and Paula were right here. They heard the whole thing. I know about control tactics. I taught in an, an academy in the Secret Service. I know about use of force continuums. I'm sorry. There's no excuse for what happened to Mr. Floyd. You can disagree if you'd like. I am, I, I'm, I've received a ton of emails that what happened to him was wrong. I've received very, very few emails in support of what the police officer did. But you suggesting that the actions of this officer are indicative of a problem with every law enforcement in the country by your use of the term systemic, in other words, the whole system's corrupt, is entirely inaccurate and wrong. You are just making that up. Making matters worse, as Jason Riley indicates in his piece, these systemic broad brush investigations where entire police departments are then hovered over for the actions of one or two officers that do something really stupid, sometimes illegal, sometimes downright abhorrent. 
don't have the effect you think they did. If you really believe that black lives matter, you would look at the actual data about what happens when you stigmatize an entire police department. Data. Again, if you have a problem with data and science, please stop listening now. The show's not for you. If you're going to lash out and claw your face in emotion, then go back to your hot pockets because this isn't the show for you. Let's go back to the Wall Street Journal piece and see the actual data on what happens when you start systemically indicting an entire police department for the actions of a few bad apples. Quote, in fact, the Harvard researcher and others noticed what they suspected was a pattern that warranted further study. After surveying more than two dozen federal and state probes of police departments across the country, the pattern is clear. When police were investigated following incidents of deadly force that had gone viral, police activity declined and violent crime spiked. It happened in Ferguson, Missouri, after Michael Brown was shot by an officer. It happened in Chicago after a cop gunned down Laquan McDonald. And it occurred in Baltimore City after Freddie Gray died in police custody. Ladies and gentlemen, the article goes on later on to describe that black lives may have been lost from the police inactivity after these gross stigmatizations of police departments that were not reflective of systemic racism but isolated incidents of abhorrent immoral behavior. Again, if the data doesn't comport with your worldview and as a result, you need to claw at your face and scratch yourself, this isn't the show for you. Go back to your hot pockets. Go back to your local Antifa organizer and his you know 12-year-old friends and stuff with his mommy and daddy. But this is not the show for you. We do the real world here where real people talk about serious issues in a serious manner. Sometimes we joke, sometimes we use sarcasm. But make no mistake, this show and the information we present is as serious as a freaking heart attack. And if you're going to cause a riot in an inner city and start burning down liberal areas and minority cities because you believe the system is corrupt when you have absolutely no data to support it, then I'm sorry, you found the wrong program. I'm not going to allow it. All right, I got a final sponsor and I got to I got to get to some Biden stuff. Biden is just completely ridiculous. He just gave a speech which he's totally jumped the shark. The man's barely coherent anymore and I'm telling you it's Joe, wouldn't you agree it's really sad to watch. Oh, I'm not even really, kidding. Yeah. The man is in some serious appears to be cognitive decline. It is not a joke. The stuff he's saying now is just ridiculous. I got video of him in a second. You're going to want to cry and like scratch your head at the same time. Like, is this, is this can't be right. Today's show finally brought to you by our friends at stamps.com. Listen, we need to avoid crowds right now, but what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out your letters, letters and packages? Don't worry. I've got the solution for you. We use it right here and we love it. It is super easy. It is stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can print any postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds. Plus you can actually save money with discounts. You can't even get at the post office. As if that wasn't enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no UPS residential surcharges. That's why we love and use Stamps.com. We ship out books, everything. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer in the safety of your own home office or anywhere you're doing business right now. You a small business sending invoices? You an online seller shipping out products? Or you're working from home and you just need to mail stuff? Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. When your mail's ready, just leave it for your mail carrier or schedule a free pickup or drop it in the mailbox. There is no human contact even required. It's really that simple. With stamps.com, you will get great discounts too. Ladies and gentlemen, save money. That matters right now. Make your business more efficient. You can save five cents off every first class stamp and up to 62% off shipping rates. Why would you not want to do that? Stamps.com is the biggest no-brainer right now. Saves you time, saves you money, keeps you safe in these crazy times. Right now, my listeners get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Don't you worry. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Dan. That's stamps.com. Enter Dan by clicking the microphone at the top of the homepage. Do it today. Save time, save money. We love stamps.com. Nice job. Okay. Uh, getting back to the show. So, yeah, Biden is just losing it. It is sad to watch. Um, you know, I'm not going to engage in armchair psychiatric or psychological analysis, but it's fair enough that uh, the man is running to be the president of the United States. He is going to be the commander in chief and control our nuclear stockpile. I think it's only fair to ask that he has the cognitive abilities and reasoning to do the job. I'm just saying. Here's Biden yesterday in a shortcut, trying to basically add fuel to the fire of the nationwide protests that morphed into riots that have now morphed into an insurrection and basically terrorist attacks on some of our uh, nation's most sensitive cities and sensitive locations. Instead of calming the situation down, Biden, you know Biden, Joe, former SWAT officer, Green Beret, Joe Biden, oh, you know, yes. with his military and tactical yeah. experience. Yeah, you know that. Superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was James Biden or Tony Biden, not Joe Biden. Uh, no, I'm uh, talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, fake superhero <laughs> yeah, yeah. who spent, who's been, has spent an entire life in politics doing absolutely right. nothing right. but saying stupid things um, and telling, uh, you know, minority communities how they're going to go back in chains right. and how Barack Obama takes showers and stuff. I mean, he's the first clean black man. Obama, articulate I mean, Biden's too. words about Obama. Yeah, articulate too. Yeah, yeah. Articulate, yeah. yes. He's the, I don't know what crowd Biden hangs I, around with, but I assure <laughs> you Barack Obama was not the first articulate black man I've met. I don't go. know what crowd you roll with joe but it isn't our crowd <laughs> me and joe are okay i promise you we've met uh black men and women who are articulate before we met yes. barack obama not joe biden joe that was the first one but remember yeah he's he's tolerant he believes in science so apparently he doesn't believe in science when it comes to use of force and policing either here is a ridiculous quit uh a quit a uh, cut excuse me of this just incompetent buffoon Suggesting, one, that what cops should do with unarmed men with knives. Dan, you messed that up. You just said an unarmed man with a knife. No, no, I, I didn't mess that up. You'll hear it in the cut. An unarmed guy with a knife. I can't, oh, you, I can't do that. This is like, it's <laughs> not a joke. Paul is like, will you get on? I can't. It's just, <laughs> this guy is, he's, he, he. and what we should do with them and how the police should respond. Check, check. And the idea that instead of standing there and teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at him with a knife or something, shooting him in the leg instead of in the heart, is a very different thing. There's a lot of different things that can change. Uh, where do we start with this stupidity? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a knife, you are not unarmed. Um, Joe hasn't figured that out. Not Joe Armacott. Mm. Joe Biden apparently hasn't figured that out yet. Um, and Biden is then suggesting that the response should be, and folks, if you, if please, if you say this on television, 
I have a lot of friends in the cable commentary community. If you say on television, why don't they shoot them in the leg? Please resign your position tomorrow. Now, it's not an unreasonable thing to think about, but if you would do a modicum of homework before you appeared on television as to why we don't train police officers and law enforcement agents to shoot people in the legs, you wouldn't humiliate yourself on television. Again, not an unreasonable question. An unreasonable statement from a Rand running to be president who clearly hasn't been briefed on use of force or even done any homework at all, or for a cable commentator who's supposed to be learned about these issues. It's an okay question to ask around your kitchen table. It's not okay to run for president of the United States and say, why don't they shoot him in the legs? Well, why don't you ask any street cop, federal agent, or even trained military police officer why we don't shoot people in the legs? And what is the answer? Because, ladies and gentlemen, that is not center mass. The center mass of the body is here. It's also why we don't train headshots outside of certain specific tactical scenarios, suicide vest, body armor, and elsewhere. Because the head is not center mass either. This is. Why would you want to shoot at center mass and not the legs? Because it's the center and it's the largest mass. And if you are, God forbid, firing at someone in a life or death scenario, you probably want to hit them for a reason. Why would you want to hit them? Well, if you listen to Joe Biden, because they're angry racist cops, because that person is engaged in a scenario which is likely to cause an SPI or death to someone else. What is an SPI? Again, Joe Biden could have like Wikipedia this, but he's too lazy or too stupid. It is a serious physical injury or death. Police shoot center mass to stop or prevent someone from engaging in an action that will cause someone else serious injury or death. That is it. Police don't shoot to kill. They are not trained to shoot to kill. Outside of, again, limited scenarios, if you have, say, a suicide vest. Police are are trained to shoot to stop, not to kill. And the easiest way to stop someone from killing or seriously maiming someone else is to hit in center mass, not the legs. I mean, honestly, folks, when I get, sometimes I'll get emails from bookers and they'll be like, hey, listen, can you come on and talk about this? And sometimes, folks, it's not my wheelhouse. Rarely, I mean, rarely that happens, but I'm not saying that, but. And I say, it's not my wheelhouse. I'm sorry. I don't feel like I have anything constructive to offer. If you're running for president, you're a talking head or any political office, and you haven't even researched basic use of force or even Googled, why are police officers trained to shoot center mass? Then please shut your soup cooler and stay off television because you're a moron. And by the way, the femoral artery is in the leg too. We had an officer, Vinny Gadis, in New York that was pushed through a plate glass mirror who died instantly when it severed his femoral artery. You can look it up. It's so stupid. This guy is just a moron. He could have looked that up. And by the way, you're armed with a knife. Do we even, why do we have to say this? Why are we even wasting time on our show with this? 
He's just the new liberal scion. Joe Biden, vote for crazy Joe. He thinks a knife is an unarmed man. Now, showing you some actual law enforcement leadership. And to be clear, you know my stance on the show. I do not believe in faux bravado. I practice my Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff to avoid violence in any circumstance. I mean that. I'm not kidding. There is nothing. If, if It should be your last resort. I'm not a lecture, you folks. You all get it. But I mean that. In my personal life, I live that way. Don't let this all this stuff fool you. I'm not a really aggressive guy. I'll fight back on Twitter, but unless you punch me, I'm not interested in engaging with you. And I don't, I abhor violence. Having said that, I believe sometimes warnings about potential violence against bad guys can be helpful in avoiding violence. And the Polk County Sheriff apparently has had enough of this BS. This is, uh, I believe, Sheriff Grady Judd, I think is his name. This is a short video of Sheriff Grady Judd uh, warning people who are saying they're coming to the suburbs to attack people in their homes. This is his public service announcement for the day, and I strongly encourage, I live in Florida, not in his county. I live across the state. He's in Polk County. Strongly encouraging people, do not start breaking into homes in Florida. It will not end well. Please take this man's warning. Listen to this. We have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhoods. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. And we'll do our best to support the community. But ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it. All of that ugliness has taken away from what we're united about. We're united about the conduct that you saw with George, where his life was taken with the need of the neck, is horrific, and there's not enough words to explain that. Let's get the focus on that. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. It's not going to be one of those silly, like, hey, hey, go get rah, rah, rah. No. Take the man's advice for your own sake. I'm not kidding. Do not take your life in your hands. If you were a protesters, wouldn't do that. But rioters or Antifa kids, if you think you're going to waltz in the suburbs and start terrorizing people and their families in states and communities where the Second Amendment is respected, I'm just for your own safety. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. You don't want to pay that kind of price. I'm not kidding. And either was the sheriff. Okay, I'm going to get this story in. I know we're kind of running up against the time, the clock here, but the tech tyranny thing, I've been all over it. Again, having said that, there is an alternative platform I am falling in love with. They are a sponsor of my show, Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. It is your social media alternative to both Facebook and Twitter, and it is blowing up. We have been adding users by the day. 
I am on Parlor. I do exclusive video content over there every other day or so. I do like these two or three minute videos that have been blowing up. I've got, I'm closing in on 200,000 followers over there. We do not police free speech over there. It is terrific. I love it. Stand up. Action matters. Join Parlor today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Why? Because we're seeing more stories of the tech tyrants at it yet again. No way, Dan. You think they'd be scared if they, oh, they're not scared at all. They're doubling down. I'm not kidding. They are not scared of the president or anyone. They don't care. You don't believe me? Here's a story at the Sun. Facebook now, under pressure from liberal groups, Mark Zuckerberg's disgusted by Trump's George Floyd comments. It says Facebook will re-examine his policies. Number one, Facebook's garbage. Facebook telling you they don't police free speech is nonsense. I've already told you about rejecting ads from us, about fake fact checks on our site. Facebook is crap. It's a liberal left-wing tech tyrant. Now, I'm not surrendering the platform at all. I'm not even saying, well, Dan, you just said they're horrible. You're on Parlor. Yeah, I'm on Parlor. You have a portfolio place you can go. I post on Parlor unique stuff. I don't abandon these platforms. You should fight the fight over there too. But you should incorporate Parlor and a free speech platform into your use of social media. You'll get the news over there. You get everything. You get. I'm not saying some people say, oh, you're suggesting abandoning it. Abandon it if you want. That's fine. Parlor is your option. It should be your number one go-to. Facebook and Twitter should be second and third, not the other way around. Facebook can't stand you. They hate you. We have strongly objected. They're going to start censoring the president soon, too, it appears. They're re-examining their politics. left-wing loons at Facebook. They're threatening our walkout if Facebook doesn't do something. Folks, once you make another social media site your number one alternative, what do you care if these people go away and kick you off? Great, great, goodbye. I'll come back next week or something when you're done with your censorship. Say, well, I can't get any worse with Twitter. Oh, yeah, it is. Here's a Washington Examiner article up in the show notes today. Republican Congressman Matt Gates fires back at Twitter for adding a warning label to his tweet about Antifa. He calls it his badge of honor. Matt Gates, who's been vocally outspoken about the Antifa terrorists, had a warning label put on one of his tweets about the Antifa terrorists. I saw Benny Johnson at Turning Point uh, as, had his account suspended to a Twitter. Twitter hates you. They can't stand you. I am only on there, Twitter to make sure that liberal and media misinformation is not allowed to stand. But it is now my number three social media platform. Parler, Facebook, Twitter. That's all I'm there for is to correct misinformation. When I want to meet with free speech warriors and others on a platform that won't censor what I say, I go to Parler. Showing you again how crazy Twitter is, they sent this response to the White House. Remember they put this up the white the, when uh, President Trump tweeted about the, the thugs dishonoring the memory of George Floyd? Twitter responded to the official White House account. We have investigated the report and could not identify any violations of the Twitter rules. Yet Twitter was censoring it anyway. Again, proving to you that Twitter hates you. So does Facebook. And for you not to create an alternative, you're putting, ladies and gentlemen, action matters. Talk is cheap. You got to do something. We can't keep talking about tech tyranny and doing nothing. I'm taking action. I'll have more about that in the coming weeks, what I'm doing. I promise you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a chatterbox. I do stuff. I found a problem with the Drudge Report. I started the Bongino Report. I wanted to correct misinformation. I started this podcast. I wanted to correct the political system. I ran for office. I don't mess around. I am not a follower. I get out in front of that. Remember, symbols matter. I'm doing something, working on something now. It's social media too. But your first step, go download the Parlor app today, P-A-R-L-E-R, 
start an account today. Don't let these people hold you hostage. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. Trying to get the 500,000 subscribers. are almost there. Really appreciate your support. Thanks for uh, helping us out with the show and spreading the word. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.